Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, October 18th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. For more than three decades, volunteers throughout the Midwest have worked to tag monarch butterflies as part of an effort to learn more about their journey each year to Mexico. There's something about a monarch that seems to capture the feelings of people. In just a few minutes, we'll find out how a nonprofit has helped scientists learn more about monarch butterflies. Many seniors in St. Louis County are closer to getting a property tax break. The county council has given final approval to a senior tax freeze. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Council members defeated a senior property tax freeze in July after the council's Democrats noted that it would apply to everyone, including wealthy seniors. Republican Councilman Dennis Hancock's new bill will expire after five years and only apply to homes that are assessed to be worth $550,000 or less. Hancock says the changes will still help a lot of people. Sometimes in the legislative process, you have to do things that to get a bill passed. And this is a case for me where, you know, half a loaf is better than none at all. The bill passed four to two and now goes to St. Louis County Executive Sam Page. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The Normandy Schools Collaborative and Riverview Gardens School District are returning to local governance. The Missouri State Board of Education has voted to complete the transition back to local control in summer 2024. Both districts will elect local school board members next April, joining members elected in 2022 and 2023. The state took control of Riverview Gardens in 2010 and Normandy in 2014. Both North St. Louis County districts have struggled academically and financially for decades. The finances of both have improved under state control, but test scores have continued to decline. Missouri Commissioner of Education Margie Van Dieven will resign in June. Jody Fortino reports. Van Dieven first took the job in 2015. She was ousted by former Governor Greitens in 2017. She was reinstated the next year and led the board during the COVID-19 pandemic. Van Dieven said being commissioner meant building relationships with others. After traveling the state that I love so much because of the people I have come to love so much, I have learned that when it comes to talking about students, we are more alike than different. Her final priorities in office are increasing opportunities for students and recruiting and retaining teachers. I'm Jody Fortino. The State Board of Education will provide Missouri schools with optional guidelines on social-emotional learning to help them cope with worsening student behavior. The board is rolling back an original proposal to implement more stringent learning standards. Members say they will continue to work on solutions for student behavior issues. Payments on federal student loans resumed this month after a three-year pause because of the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the change could hurt state revenue as people shift their budgets. 
over the past three years, those with federal student loans haven't had to worry about making regular payments, meaning that money could go elsewhere. Paige Forrest is a senior associate with the Pew Charitable Trusts, which analyzed how these repayments could affect state budgets. As household budgets adjust to the restart, they may have to end up tightening up their budgets, which could lead to shifts in spending patterns and habits that ultimately play out in a state sales tax collection. Forrest says that's because people will have less money to spend each month. Around a quarter of Missouri and Illinois' tax revenue comes from general sales tax. Forrest says income-driven repayment plans can help by reducing how much a borrower must pay each month. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. More than 90% of U.S. residents in nine central states identify as part of the Midwest. In a new poll for the journal Middle West Review, researchers asked 11,000 people in 22 states do you consider yourself a Midwesterner? 95% of Missouri respondents and 94% of Illinois respondents answered yes. Middle West Review Editor-in-Chief John Lauk led the study. Do people consider themselves Midwesterners? Is that really a thing? So we thought, let's nail this down to the extent we can with a sophisticated survey and find out what people say. About 85% of Michigan respondents and 75% of Ohioans say they are Midwesterners. A female Asian elephant at the St. Louis Zoo has died unexpectedly. Officials say Ronnie died last Friday. An animal autopsy shows issues with her heart, but it has not been determined if they contributed to the death. The zoo says Ronnie became agitated Friday after other elephants reacted to a nearby dog that was not on a leash. Ronnie circled for a brief period and then collapsed. She was 27. The annual monarch butterfly migration is well underway. The insects are due to arrive in Mexico just in time for the Day of the Dead early next month. For decades, scientists with the nonprofit group Monarch Watch have relied on thousands of volunteers to try and figure out the mysteries behind this long-distance journey. Harvest Public Media contributor Sheila Brummer has more. Ooh, ooh, ooh. At DeSoto National Wildlife Refuge near Missouri Valley, everyone in the Ivy Caldwell family oh chases oh. butterflies. He's going to land way up high. There's Mother Lori. Up above. Right. Father Julian and their two sons, 11-year-old Eli and 10-year-old Irvin. I really love butterflies. I loved them since I was little, and I loved catching them. They scamper through the wilderness of a warm Saturday in September, with nets popping out over tall wildflowers through brush and trees. I think it's pretty amazing that you've got adults out chasing butterflies. You want to just grab it like that, just very gently, just like that, okay. Park ranger Peter Ray oversees several late summer outings where volunteers carefully catch and mark each monarch with a tiny sticker before letting them go. There it goes. Adios. (laughs) The goal at the refuge is to tag 300 butterflies this season for researchers to try and follow their path. People who find the tagged insects can enter information with Monarch Watch online. Every creature counts, since only about 1% are ever recorded dead or alive in Mexico. And they're not flying with any other butterfly that has done it. It's an amazing migration. Ranger Ray says a migration of hundreds or thousands of miles. Chip Taylor launched Monarch Watch at the University of Kansas in 1992 to monitor migration east of the Rockies. There's something about a monarch that seems to capture the feelings of people. He wanted to know more. As we knew that the monarchs first reached the overwintering sites in Mexico, 
almost on the same day every year. And how is that possible? So we came up with the idea that maybe this is all synchronized with celestial changes. And it turns out that it is. Through the tagging of more than 2 million butterflies spanning more than 30 years, scientists uncovered more details. A majority come from the Midwest, and size matters. You don't want to be a small pipsqueak here because you don't have the glide power. Taylor says monarch butterfly numbers soared before wide herbicide use, and the loss of habitat created a dramatic fall in the 90s. He's seen lower but steady populations during the past decade. Monarchs will always be with us, but we could easily lose this migration unless climate change is abated in some way. Taylor says drought affects the food supply. Hot temperatures can also impact breeding and slow the butterflies down, making it difficult sometimes for them to reach Mexico in time. The focus now is to tag those still around. Goodness gracious, this is not as easy as it looks. From veterans to those like the Ivy Caldwell family, we're just learning about the flightful creatures. <laughs> Trying to catch a moving target can be difficult. These butterflies fly high and fast. They're crafty. They're very crafty. Yeah, they're very crafty. They bagged almost think? a dozen if you I count really the one like that it. got away. And Irvin picked up a few pointers. I learned how to tell a male and female apart. There's dots on the male's wings and none on the females. It's that type of hands-on experience that thrills Chip Taylor, who at the age of 86 plans a metamorphosis of his own. After volunteering all of these years, he will soon step down as director of Monarch Watch. He set up an endowment to ensure advocacy and appreciation of monarchs lives on. I did, I caught one. <laughs> For Harvest Public Media, I'm Sheila Brummer. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.